Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. On Yahoo Sports Radio. Well, as you should know by now, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Well, with Donald Trump, the presumptive Republican presidential nominee, we thought it'd be a good time to circle back to the league that he killed. That would be the USFL. It was a succeeding as a spring league until Mr. Trump, then the owner of the New Jersey Generals, pushed to move games to the fall to compete with the NFL. Not a good idea. Yeah, that idea never got off the ground. In 1986, became a silent spring, the first of four without the USFL. And that was, that was 30 years ago. So we've invited the USFL's most successful executive, Carl Peterson, back to remember that league and its players. Carl was the architect the Philadelphia and Baltimore Stars teams that played in all three USFL title games, winning two of them. But just as important, he's a friend of this show. Carl, nice to have you back. Gentlemen, it's my pleasure. It's always nice to be back. Hey, Carl, in advance of the show, we asked you to put together your all-time all-USFL team, and we'll put it on our website this week. So let's start out with the quarterback position. You picked your Stars quarterback, Chuck Fusina, over future Hall of Famers Jim Kelly and Steve Young. Give us your reasoning on that one. Well, succinctly, uh, Chuck Bucina threw for over 10,000 yards and uh, 66 touchdowns and 33 interceptions in a a running offense, if you will. And Jim Kelly uh, threw for about 9,800 yards, 83 touchdowns and 58 interceptions. But I think the other criteria you have to evaluate a quarterback is, does he help you win? And uh, without question, Chuck Bucina helped us, I think, win 48 out of 60 games and uh, he um, he was a consummate quarterback one of the brightest people I've ever been involved with I think uh, even uh, George Allen the late great George Allen who was coaching the Arizona Rankers put uh, Chuck up there in his top five including every NFL quarterback that he ever faced or coached do you think your uh, you know your all-time uh, USFL offense uh, as I'm looking at it here Carl started with guys obviously Herschel Walker and and uh, Anthony Carter and Dan Ross, Boston's own, and Irv Eatman and Zimmerman, and, and didn't even have my old pal Nate Newton on the first team. So I'm wondering, that offense, do you believe, could that all USFL offense come on Sunday and play against any NFL team and do well? Oh, I think without question, certainly in that time and era, because uh, many and most of those guys went on to very, very fine careers in the National Football League after the uh, demise of the USFL. Well, Carl, I've, I'm going to go to the other side of the ball. We're speaking with former USFL and NFL executive Carl Peterson about the USFL, but I'm going to go to the other side, and that's defense. Um, you had Reggie White in that team, Sam Mills, William Fuller, and Gary Plummer, who I covered in San Diego and San Francisco. But they were on your defense. So how do you think that all-star unit would have done versus NFL teams? Well, again, I think, uh, and I am biased, but I do think that they would fare very, very well. Uh, again, Reggie and William Fuller and Pete Kugler and Sam Mills, uh, Mike, uh, Gary Plummer, as you mentioned, they all went on to outstanding careers on the defensive side of the ball in the NFL. And uh, many of them played for many years after the end of the USFL. So I, I think they would uh, attest very well against any NFL offense, uh, certainly at that era. And uh, 
that's the only way you can compare it. Carl, granted, this is Reggie White's first three seasons as a pro. Did, did you see the greatness then that, that would become one of the great pass rushers in the history of the game? Without question. It, it didn't take but a few snaps to see uh, this, this guy's size, his strength, and his unbelievable quickness. The Memphis Showboats and guy that I had worked for, Pepper Rogers and Steve Earhart, good friends, uh, they knew they had something very special there from Tennessee. And Reggie, uh, I think, probably made the fastest transition once the NFL or the USFL was finished to the NFL. Had a great uh, rookie season, if you will, his first season in the NFL. But I think he, as well as all these other guys, benefited greatly by their uh, three seasons in the USFL. Carl, we mentioned Steve Young not being included on your first or second team. Neither are future NFL Pro Bowlers Bobby Abier, Gary Clark, Ricky Sanders, Nate Newton, Tom Thayer, and Frank Minifield. Was the overall talent in that league underappreciated at the time? Oh, I think, uh, yes, there were a lot of people in the NFL that didn't think that uh, the players in the USFL were capable of playing in the NFL. The players you just mentioned, uh, I think I had them all as uh, certainly others to be uh, considered and and well-deserved. But I think uh, for them, it just took uh, maybe a year or two extra for them to get into the uh, mainstream of their careers. I know that... uh, uh, a guy like Steve Young, uh, who played for the L.A. Express, uh, played under a guy by the name of Sid Gilman, and uh, even went back to Sid when uh, Steve went to, first of all, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for advice on how he could become a better quarterback, and this is into his first year in the NFL. So I, I, um, I think only time was the uh, negative for these guys. Uh, certainly they blossomed and showed with uh, – great veracity, what their capability was, and they went on to great careers. You know, it's interesting, uh, uh, Carl, because the USFL was also a breeding ground for coaches. Steve, you had Jim Moore, of course, as your head coach, and you had Dom Capers on that staff, and Vince Tobin, and uh, uh, John Pease, and Vic uh, Fangio, and Marucci was was in that league, and Jim Johnson, I mean, uh, Ted Cottrell just goes on and on. Do you think the coaching was probably underappreciated as well and had a lot to do with those players developing so quickly when they got into the NFL? I I think definitely. uh, I know when I was looking for a coach, I needed a guy that uh, hopefully could have NFL experience, which Jim Moore did, that I had coached with him at UCLA. And they had to be teachers first uh, because most of these guys were young players or players coming back for a second time or a second look. And and, uh, there was some great coaching in our, our league. Raleigh Dodge was a heck of a coach at Birmingham. And I think, uh, what again, what the proof was that many of these guys, in fact, four or five of them from our staff, went on to become head coaches in the National Football League, which really speaks well of their abilities. And uh, I know I was very proud of the fact that every one of our 10 assistant coaches, uh, when the league did fold, immediately got on to the NFL. Uh, of course, a number of them went with Jim Mora to New Orleans, but all over the league. And, and uh, amazingly, after 30 years there are still three or four of them coaching in the National Football League. Yeah, yeah. And not just the coaches. We've heard some of these uh, players with big names, and, and, you know, there are a lot of them that were in the USFL. And I'm just wondering, Carl, what was the greatest individual performance you witnessed during that uh, USFL era? Well, probably uh, the game that I remember most uh, was was a great comeback in the playoffs with the Stars, Philadelphia Stars against the Chicago Blitz. And uh, we were down by three touchdowns at least in the fourth quarter 
and uh, Chuck Fusina and Kelvin Bryant and, and uh, Scott Fitzke and our offensive line put together uh, three magnificent, very quick drives, and all of a sudden we were in overtime. And then once we got the ball, I think everybody knew what the outcome was going to be. And I know that George Allen could not uh, say enough to me about that particular game and, again, the performance of a guy like Chuck Fusina. But, uh, you know, Chuck did the same thing in college uh, at Penn State, and uh, Joe Paterno told me that. He said the only thing that uh, is important, Carl, that Chuck does a thing we all like, which is win. And uh, <laughs> he was a winner certainly for us. But uh, a lot of great performances, obviously Herschel Walker and, and uh, Steve Young had a marvelous day out in the L.A. Coliseum one, one uh, Sunday, both running and throwing. A lot of great football, and it was professional football at a very high level. Uh, again, I think uh, it proved itself. It was just unfortunately uh, motivated by a few people who were quick to uh, try to get away from our five-year plan of five years in the spring and then let's see where we are and tried to push it in three years to the fall. Hey, Carl, thanks as always. Best of luck with USA football. Oh, and quick question. One of those people that pushed the USFL out, he's running for president. You voting for him? <laughs> <laughs> only, only the person in that in that ballot box will know that. Uh, <laughs> I, will, I will say this about Donald, uh, the Donald. He has, and he was before, but he has really become a great friend uh, since the USFL. He's a very interesting guy, as we've all seen. Uh, I do wish him the very best, but we'll see what happens here. It's been very interesting. That's for sure, and I think Donald uh, would probably like to be, even at this moment, uh, an owner in the National Football League. Hey, thanks, Carl. Thank you. Thanks, Carl. Take care. That was former NFL and USFL executive Carl Peterson. Up next, it's Memorial Day and tributes to the Hall of Famous we lost this year. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.